discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we are still sharing on what? Growing up spiritually. Hallelujah. Growing up what? Spiritually. God expects us to grow. God wants us to grow. Okay? God wants us to grow. Tony, but God wants us to grow. I mean, which father would give birth and not want his children to grow? Have you ever found a father like that before? Are you glad you are growing, naturally speaking? Are you glad you are growing, naturally speaking? It depends on what level you are on. Hallelujah. You know, but you wouldn't want to remain a child forever. You see, you would want to increase. You would want to have growth, record growth in your life. And for you to grow, naturally speaking, you need to eat, right? What are the factors of growth, naturally speaking? First one is eating, isn't it? Eating. Number two is what? Water, drinking. Not booze, drinking water. Hallelujah. Number three is what? Exercising. You are laughing. It's like it's not part of it. If you don't exercise, your bones will not be strong enough. You see? So all forms of movement is actually exercise. So walking is exercising. Yeah. Talking is exercising. Yeah. Even eating is exercising. You're exercising your jaws. Smiling is exercising. Hallelujah. Almost all form of locomotion is a means of exercising, which helps you to grow. Do you see? Then the fourth element is what? Is rest or sleep. You need to sleep. If you don't sleep, you will not grow. Do you know if you don't sleep, you're not going to go? It's an important feature, an, import, an important factor for growth. If you sleep, you grow well. If you sleep well, you grow well. Try not sleeping for three days and see what will happen to you. You'll be surprised. Ask Akito students. It's not easy for them at all. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, these are the four elements, isn't it? So eating, drinking water. I think we should qualify that. We better qualify it, isn't it? Drinking water. Not Sprite, water. Then exercising and then having enough rest, sleep. These are the four. Is it true? Yeah. Spiritually speaking, it's the same. It's not different. Food represents the word of God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, 
that you may grow thereby. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. So the more of the word you eat, the more you grow. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul said, And nine brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes. Next verse, verse 2. And I have fed you with milk and not with meat. The word meat is food. I have fed you with milk. I've given you milk and not meat. So you start off on milk, like we read in First Peter 2 2, as newborn babes. The word babes there is, uh, uh, newborn is brefors. Do you see? Newborn babes is brefors. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. But with time, he expects you to get off milk diet and get into meat diet. Do you see? So back to First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. So if you are not growing, you are, you are carnal. A child of God who is not growing is carnal. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto what? Babes. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Then in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, Paul says that, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And now become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So there's meat and there's strong meat. Strong meat has to do with bones. God expects you to start cracking bones, spiritually speaking. All these refer to eating. And eating the word of God is what we eat. We eat the word of God to grow. We eat the word of God to grow. That's why the first element for growth is eating, is the word. If you are not eating the word, if you are not studying the word, if you are not reading the word, you will not grow. So all Christians who are not into reading the word and studying the word, the automatic thing is that you are not growing. Because what brings you growth, what increases you, is the knowledge of God. You see, it's called the knowledge of God. See the knowledge of God. Now, Ephesians chapter, chapter 4, verse 11. Paul talks about how that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Then he says, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Perfecting the saints for the work of the ministry, for them to work, edify the body of Christ. So we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge, isn't it? And of the knowledge of who? The Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God. He's talking about eating the word to the point that you come to the knowledge of God, the Son of God. Coming to the knowledge of what the Son of God was given for. What caused God to give his Son? And what did his Son achieve and accomplish? Hallelujah. So the word that makes you grow is the word concerning what he did. The word concerning his Son. Please you understand? It's called the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God. If you read in Akata 20, verse 32, Paul says that, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. The word of his grace is able to build you up. It's able to build you up, lift you up, raise you up. What is the word of his grace? Jesus Christ is the one who brought grace and truth. Everything concerning him is what to build you up. 
So, what is Christ in you? Because they are not into studying the word. Now, if they get into studying the word, they are misinformed. They are those who are uninformed and those who are misinformed. So, up until date, some people still think that they are sinners. Up until date. Up till today, there are a lot of Christians who still think that they are sinners. And because they think that they are sinners, sin consciousness is what produces sin. Righteousness consciousness is what produces righteousness. It's a matter of who you allow your mind to stay on. What you allow your mind to stay on makes all the difference. So in Romans chapter 8, Paul addresses that particular fact. Read from verse 1. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. Full stop. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. Then he says that who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He introduces another clause that is very important. You see, so a Christian can either walk after the flesh or walk after the spirit. He can either conduct his life as a normal person or conduct his life as who he has really become. So one person called a child of God has two options. He's living in two worlds. And he has the options of living, continuing in one world or continuing in the other world. Are you in the church? Look at verse 2. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak in the flesh, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. We are now made free from the law of sin and death. That law of sin that produces death is no longer working in you. That sin is a law. But now, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is what is working in you now. So what he's saying is that now you have been freed he says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Meaning that sin was a bondage. But now you have been made free from that bondage. So you need to call yourself by what you have become. If you start calling yourself by something else, you will be different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 3. See, I'm free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from the, law of sin. the law of the spirit of life, spirit of life. in Christ Jesus. Is what is working in my spirit. I can live for God. Say it again. I can live for God. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. Tell anybody, hey, 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 hey. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. Do you understand that? That's in Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Look at Romans chapter, go to two chapters behind. Romans 6, 11. Likewise, let's read from verse 10 so that we understand it very well. Okay? Let's read from verse 9. It's nicer from verse 9. It says, Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, died what? No more. Christ has been raised from the dead, and so will never die again. Then it says, Death has no dominion over him. Do you agree that Christ has come out from the grave? That is actually what you believed. If you don't believe that, you are not born again. You become born again by believing and confessing the fact that Jesus came out of the dead. God raised him up from the dead. So he says that knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, died no more. Death no more has dominion over him. Next verse, verse 10. For in that he died, he died unto sin how many times? Once. But in that he lived, he lived unto God. Now, if he died, if sin was a law that was controlling him, okay, and he died, the, the punishment, the wages of sin is what? Is death. So he paid for the wages of sin and died. If he's paid for the wages and died, if he rises again from the dead, does he have to pay the wages again? No. 
he's paid it. It's finished. If you're owing thousand dollars and you paid it, do you owe again? You don't owe the you don't owe the thousand dollars. You don't owe whoever it was the thousand dollars again. So he says that if Christ died, okay, and paid because the wages of sin is death. If he paid for sin and died on the behalf of all men, that's what Jesus did. For he was made sin who knew no sin, so that we might be made the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. So he was made the very epitome, the very definition of sin. So that he might destroy sin. Do you get it? And take sin out of the way. Now, after doing that, after dying, he paid the price by dying. When he died, and the price was paid, he didn't remain there. He rose from the dead. Now, if he rose from the dead, does he have to pay again? Does he have to pay again? Does those who were owing, do those who were owing that money have to pay again? It's been paid. So he says that likewise, reckon ye also. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves. The word reckon is account to yourself, to balance your books. You need to balance your books. You need to sit down and account. You need to sit down and consider. Who have I become now? Look at what the Bible is saying. Am I? I'm not a, it's like I'm, I'm not a sinner. He says, likewise, reckon ye yourselves also to be dead indeed to what? Dead indeed to sin, sin but alive, alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Alive. I'm alive unto God. Alive. Say it again, I'm alive unto God. Alive. That is the reality. So the more you keep this in your mind, okay, the more you keep the word of God concerning what you have become in your mind, the more you walk in the spirit. The less you keep what you have become in mind, the more you walk in the flesh. So there are two things. You can either walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. In Galatians 5, verse 16, he says that walk ye in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. So the cure to not walking in the flesh, okay, is to walk in the spirit. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? To walk in the word. To walk in what God has said. So Paul said, so this is what defines Christians who are maturing from Christians who are not maturing. What I just told you. It's what defines. It's our responsibility. Walking in the spirit is our responsibility. You see, go back to Galatians 5, uh, verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. If you decide to walk in the spirit, if you decide to keep in mind what God has done for you, you realize that sin becomes a thing of the past. You don't think much about sin. It's because you think about you keep sinning because you keep thinking about sin. What you are conscious of is what you produce. See, I'm righteousness conscious. See, I'm not sin conscious. He says, likewise, ye also reckon, account, put it to your account. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive. If you die and you are owing somebody, the person comes to slap you, will you wake up and slap the person back? You can't wake up. Why? You are dead to the person. In other words, you can't respond to the person. When he slaps you, you are just there. Pah! You are just there. Pah! You are just there. No. You can't say that, hey, be careful. The fact that I'm owing you that something like you can be slapping me like that. No, you can't say that. You are dead. So you cannot respond to the person. It is likewise, you also reckon, recognize, put to your account. Balance your books to the fact that you are dead to sin. It's a fact. These are facts in the scriptures. It's a fact. You are dead indeed unto sin, but you are now alive. Are you alive? You are alive, right? 
Can we move? Let's move together. We are, he's alive. We can run. He's alive. He responds to me. He says, reckon yourself to be alive now unto God. Meaning that you can now move with God. Now you have capacity to move. Move by me. Don't move behind me. Move by me. You now have capacity to work with God. Your response. Your body only responds to God now. So why should you be responding to sin rather than to God? Why should it be so difficult to now respond to God? All those who have difficulty responding to God are not growing. It's a sign that they are not growing. Please, you can say. Do you understand what I'm saying? So spirituality, growing up in the spirit, actually growing up in the knowledge of God. Growing up concerning what the son came to do. The knowledge of the son of God. What did he do? What did he do for me? And declaring it as your reality. Look at the next verse. Romans 6, 12. So nice. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Now you can say no to sin. You can say no. And this is not going to happen. Now if you've noticed, you, you yield or not yield to sin. To the flesh. There are things that lack in the flesh. If you read your Bible very carefully, it will let you know that you have crucified. It says, they that are Christ. Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. Look at Galatians 5, 23 or 24. Galatians 5, 23. Meekness 24. It says, and they that are Christ. Have, are you for Christ? It says, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affections and lusts. Are you for Christ? It says, you have crucified. In other words, it's not just your spirit that was crucified with the Lord. Your flesh was also crucified with the Lord. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 does not only apply to your spirit. It applies also to your flesh. Galatians 2 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Who is that I am? Every part of me. Spirit, soul, body. Crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. In other words, the new I now is Christ living in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, Jesus is living in me. As I'm moving around, Jesus is moving around. Jesus was tempted in all points. But was not found with sin. That same Jesus is now living in me. He says, me, I was crucified with Christ a long time ago. Yet I live. Yet it is not I that is living. But Christ is now living in me. If Christ is now living in me, that's what you need. To, it's called the mystery of the ages. And this is, it's called, this is the knowledge of, of the Son of God. The knowledge of Christ, who he is in you. The miracle worker who walked in Galilee is now living in you. What kind of miracle cannot happen around you and happen in your life? If that miracle worker is living in me, what can't I do? Where can't I go? What can limit me? If that sinless, perfect man called Jesus is living in me, it means that I can live a sinless, perfect life. You know, sometimes when you talk about some of these things, like, oh, no man is perfect. No man can be perfect. It's a, very, it's a lie from the bottom of hell. Eh? The pit of hell. It's a lie, 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 lie. So a lot of Christians have that in their minds. Oh, nobody is perfect. No man is perfect. We are not going to be perfect. So once in a while, once in a human being has, has fly around him. Once, once in a while, you must do this small. So no matter what you do, you can't be perfect. It's not true. It's not true. Growing up to maturity has to do with becoming perfect in Christ. Okay, so go to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read it once again. Do you like what I'm sharing with you? Are you learning anything? Say I refuse to walk in the flesh. 
Say, I walk in the spirit. Say it again. I walk in the spirit. It's so nice. You see, keep your finger here. I have so many things to share with you. It's unfortunate this is the last message on this particular series. Okay, Romans chapter 8, verse 9. That's what I want to show you. Romans 8, 9. It says, but ye are not in the flesh. But where? In the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Does the spirit of God dwell in you? The Holy Spirit is living inside you. Therefore, you are not in the flesh. You are now in the spirit. So we live in the spirit. We live, we walk in the spirit. We talk in the spirit. We do everything in the spirit. I saying it. So all he's requesting for you is to keep yourself where you are. And you don't even keep yourself where you are on your own. Not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You allow the Holy Spirit to help you to live where God wants you to be. Look at from verse 5. Go to verse 5. Oh, it's nice. Let's read from verse 3. But what the Lord could... These are some of the scriptures I, used, I, was, I, I was memorizing in year 2001. In 2002. You know? For what the Lord could not do, in that it was with through the flesh. The Lord could not help the people it was written to. The Lord was impregnated with life. It's called Lord Giazonta. Pregnant with life. But he couldn't give anybody life. The law. Eh? The law will tell you, thou shalt not commit adultery. Oh, boy. So you see that it has been written, thou shalt not commit adultery. But it does not give you any ability to keep what it is saying. Yet the same law says that if you break one, you are in trouble. So if you keep thou shalt not commit adultery, but then you break thou shalt not lie, you are in trouble. So even though the law is, the Bible says that, God is the lawgiver. And the law represents the lawgiver. So the law was actually given by God and it's God. But at that time, that law could not give life. It could not give anybody ability to keep what it says. Do you get it? So that's why it says, therefore by the, by the doings of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. No flesh shall be declared not guilty in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. If I tell you, don't touch this pulpit. All of us will go around this pulpit. That's human nature for you. All of us will start going around it. What is so special about this pulpit that they say we shouldn't touch? If you tell a child, don't put the TV on, he'll be there. Then you take the remote. Hey, this TV. They say we shouldn't put it on. I remember. Professor Adam's parents would always catch us when we watch the TV because the instructions are don't watch the TV. And they'll leave us there in the house. And we are in the house. <laughs> so the hall was locked. So they would lock the hall. Okay. And then they would leave. And I would be in the dining area and the other, the kitchen, and other portion of the house. You know what we're doing? There was, you know, these holes that they create to connect the, the dining. Okay, so there were two halls. There was one inside and then there was another one outside. The one inside had a dining hall by it. That was connected to the kitchen. That had that small hole that you pass food through. So the, the smallest of us, Prophet Adam's younger brother, or my younger brother, would climb through the kitchen and go to that hole and go and swing the TV on and he would be sitting in the hall and open the windows for us. <laughs> so we are sitting in the other hall and watching. Then when you hear the car coming, I mean, they don't need to even honk. You can just hear the tires coming. So he pushes off and then jumps out of it and then comes to the other hall and then we are all there quiet. Everybody's fine. Everybody's like we are studying something. <laughs> do you know what Prophet Adam's dad would do when he comes back? We knew what he would do, but then we still did it anyway. <laughs> he would just go and put his hand behind the TV. 
and it's very hot. It's <laughs> thing is hot. You guys just put the TV off, and all of us are in trouble. But we don't care. We'll just next time we'll do it again. That's how human beings are. The law cannot give you life. And you will always break the law. If you are going to be living by the law, you are in trouble. You can't. It's not going to work. I will not do this. You, you will do it and over and over and over and over again. But if you depend on the law of the spirit of life that has made you free from the law of sin and death, you realize that you don't have to. These are laws that work. All you need to do is to be conscious of that law. No matter what you do, gravity is acting on you. Jump off a tree and see what will happen to you. Jump off a six-story building and see what will happen to you. All things that go up, whatsoever goes up must come down. That's gravity for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He says, for what the Lord could not do, what couldn't the Lord do? He couldn't give life. In that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own, it was weak through the flesh. If he comes in contact with the flesh, the Lord tells something to somebody, a human being, he can't do it. And he can't help the, the person. He rather kills the person. Read Romans chapter 7, you see it. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He sent it for that purpose, for sin. Jesus came to deal with sin and put it away so that you can be free from sin. So I agree with what Jesus came to do. You can be born again and not agree with what he came to do. You only agree with what your story tells you. What your experience tells you. I'm a master fornicator. I'm a master. I'm a chronic pathological liar. You're a pathological liar? Yeah, someone who cannot help but lie. If he says look up, he actually means look down. We are in trouble. He lies for fun. Wicked people. You see, you are born again. See, I'm born again. I'm different. If any man be in Christ, he is. He is. Not he's going to be. He is a new creation. Agree. He says, behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Isn't it? Behold. You must see. The word behold is a, is a, is a prophetic word. See for yourself. See and allow that to be your experience. How do you allow that to be your experience? By keeping on, by looking at it continuously. Looking at it continuously. The more you look at the word, the more you keep the word in your mind and keep it in your heart, the more it makes you what it is talking about. You don't need to do anything. All you need to do is to keep it. Are you understanding? Yeah, that's all you need to do. What has he said concerning me? I'm alive to God. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive. You can do, you can do what the children do. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to You can't just. Yeah, I'm dead to sin. Now I'm alive to God. I only respond to God, not to sin. So no matter how attractive that sin might be, no matter how powerful the scholarship might be. I'm dead to it. I'm dead to it. I'm now alive to God. So the more you get into these kind of things, this knowledge, you are growing. God can start working with you. Look at the next verse 4. Next verse. So that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You see. For they that are after the flesh do mind. So it's all about the mind. They do mind the things of the flesh. They, they imagine the things of the flesh. They consider the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, they do mind the things of the spirit. What are the things of the spirit? The word. The person. 
And nine brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. The Corinthian church had a problem. Says I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, fleshly men, even as unto babes. Says I have I fed you with milk, and not with meat, for hitherto you could not what bear them. Bear it. Look at another verse three. For ye are yet carnal, ye are yet what carnal, fleshly. For whereas so the guy is only thinking about the flesh, he's only thinking about what he can see. Thinking according to what he can see. This is my mother, this is my father. These are my uncles. These are my siblings. It's finished. This is who I am. God says you, you are more than your uncle, your father's child. You are more than your, your mother's child. You are my child. Now, you say, I can't see God, so I don't know about all these things. It's just superficial. It's called looking beyond the flesh. You are looking at the flesh only. You are thinking in terms of what you can see and what you can feel and what you can hear. There's something beyond what you can see and think and hear. There's something called the word of God. What does God see? Let God be true and let all men be liars. What has God said concerning you? God looks at you and sees something else. You look at yourself and you also see something else. What do you need to do? God says, agree with what I say you are. Rather agree with what you think you are. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. So agree with God. Tell me about agree with God. And what is, I mean, what, is it not nice? You say you are not correct. God says you are correct. Who will you believe? Elijah said, who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? We have God the saying this. You are saying, ah, you and God, who is more powerful? Who is wiser? He says, agree with me. If you agree with me, that will be your experience. Do you see? That is the only way to record change. Because in yourself, you cannot change. Change only happens after your mind has changed. So change begins from your mind. What you are thinking. What are you thinking? How are you thinking? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. Because you can conform to this world. You can conform to what is happening around you. You can conform to your age, your time. You think you are the only one who, who has stood before? Or who is chilling? Your grandmother has stood before. Even your grandmother has stood before. You'll be surprised. I saw a picture of my father. And the way he had chalked, he had chalked somewhere. I tell you, I realized that this guy has chopped his time plenty. Yeah. You can walk according to your age. According to your time. Instagram is what is ruling. Snapchat is what is ruling. So you, that's all you care about. When you wake up in the morning, it's just Instagram. See, I refuse to care about these things. God's word is true, has been tried several times and has been found without fault. Yeah. It says, and be not conformed to this word, but be transformed. Be what? Transform. The word transformed there is, the Greek word is metamorpho. It means to be changed from one state to the other. So your current state can change. Your current way of thinking, your current way of producing the results you have can be different, completely different. How does it work? He says, and be not conformed to this word, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Your mind is what needs to be renewed. Your mind needs to be renewed. Renewed after what? Renewed after the image of the one who created him. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. Look at Ephesians 4, 24. Your mind needs to be renewed. He says, and be not conformed to it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove. You can prove God's word for yourself. You can prove whether what God is saying is true. 
All those who say, I'm not sure about God's word, they don't know. They've not been able to prove it for themselves. Because they never gave it time. They never gave it a thought. It doesn't work. It's a lie. You, it is not working for you. Why? Because you didn't apply yourself to it. Look at this. It's, and that you put on the new man. But after God is created in right. Let's read from verse 22. It makes more sense from 22. Okay? It's nicer from verse 22. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation or your former life. Put it off. The old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed. Where? In the spirit of your mind. In the way you are thinking. How are you thinking? I don't know what I'll do with my life. Stop that! Stop thinking like that. That is why nothing is going to happen for you. Start thinking differently. I know what I'll do with my life. Why? Because the wisdom of God is working in my spirit. Why? Because Christ has been made unto me wisdom. Christ is now my wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. For of him are ye in Christ, who of God is made unto you, first of all, wisdom. Listen, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us, wisdom. He's my wisdom. Wisdom knows what to do at all times. I know what to do. I will never say that I don't want to do my life. But I don't know where I'm going. At this national service that we are even doing, we don't know how it's going to end. This school that we are going, when we finish the certificates, we don't know what we're going to do with it. This job that we are doing, we don't know how it's going to do. I know. See, I know. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How? After the image, says, and that you put on the new man, which after God, the new man is after God created in righteousness and true holiness. It's created after God in righteousness and true holiness. I'm different. I'm special. You say I'm special. Yes, some people say that we know we are not special. All the things that we are doing is not because we are special. It's just a lie. We are special. You are very special. Read First Peter chapter two, verse nine. But you are chosen race, a royal priesthood, eh? and holy nation, a peculiar people. The Amplified says, let's read it, Amplified. But the chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people. Say, I'm special. I'm special. Everybody saying that, but we know we are not special. Hey, brother, I'm special. Maybe you are not, but I am. Yeah. Yeah, there are Christians who say they are not special. I will not join them. They are different classes. There are those who are up to date have not left kindergarten one. They've not left nursery one. They are still there. Class one, papa. They've been in class one for seven years. For five years. Their mind has never changed. Never changed. Your way of thinking has never changed. It still remains the same. Christmas after Christmas. New year after new year. Have you noticed that the year is not really different? Until you change your mind concerning that year, it will never be different for you. It will still be the same old, same old. The shop will still be the same. Yeah. The job will still be the same. Exactly. Your children's attitude will still be the same. Exactly. Everything about you will still be the same. Nothing will change. Maybe your stomach will get bigger. Your body will get bigger. But your mind is so still small. There are many, when you start driving, you see a lot of adults who left growing in their mind after age six. When they turned six, that was the end. They didn't grow again. They seen more when you start driving. You see that gray hair does not mean much. You see a gray-headed man. He's coming and he's going this way. He's going to the right. And then you show a trafficator that he's going to the left. And then you are almost coming to clash. 
you know, or you are going to crush him, then he will start insulting you. We are boapa. Oh, me mom. <laughs> if you are also not growing in your mind and growing in your spirit, you will meet him. What's so mommy? And then he yes. A friend of mine was wearing clerical. He was wearing his clerical. And then someone crossed him like that. He got out of the car and started. Hey, hey, hey. Then he remembered he was wearing clerical. I'm, I'm sorry. And then he sat back. <laughs> sat back in the sky. <laughs> See, I'm special. Hallelujah. I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. We can grow. You see. Perfect man. That's, that's actually God's aim. Let me show you some scriptures along that line, okay? There are three classes. There's childhood, there's man, there's young man, and then there's fathers. You see, there's babes, young men, and then fathers. Or men. Perfect men. So, look at Ephesians chapter 4. Oh. Lego hashatala. I will never be the same every year. Every year I'll be different. I'll get better. I keep getting better and greater by the day. My wisdom is increasing. My understanding is increasing. My mindset is getting better and better. Yeah. You see, what was a problem for me last year will not be a problem for me this year. What was a problem for me this year will not be a problem for me next year because I'm changing. I'm metamorphosing. I'm transfiguring. I'm changing. That word metamorpho has to do with the changes that the butterfly undergo. A butterfly is not born as a butterfly with wings. It's born as what? A lava or a larvae, whatever. Small egg. Then, with time, you know, you think that this thing is nothing. You may see it and step on it. You think it's nothing. But it's a beautiful butterfly, but it is not yet revealed. It's not yet revealed. It's a small egg. Then with time, you start, you start seeing changing to becoming what? A pupa, isn't it? And then, you see that it's changing and it becomes a caterpillar. You see it moving with a lot of legs and it's just moving around green like that. It's like a worm. It's just moving on the tree. It's like it will never fly. This guy will never fly. I mean, there's nothing related to flying to this particular guy. There's nothing. You can never see a worm and say that that worm will fly. That's a demonic worm. <laughs> Only happens in some turning places. It's from Volta region. Or from Benin City. And in those states, something. Or from Zimbabwe, something. So when you see that particular, that when you see that caterpillar, it's like it's a, it's a worm. Oh, this is a worm. You can just kick it around. This thing will never fly. It can be eaten by birds. It's nothing. Give it some time. There's an inward change. So metamorphosing is inward. Nobody's seeing what's going on outside. It's inward. It's, an, it's a mind. It's a spirit mind. It's the mind of the spirit that's changing. So nobody's seeing it. But then you see that it starts affecting your speech. Before long, you are not talking the, the same way you are talking before. You come into an area, you start talking, and everybody's wondering, ah, what's wrong with you? Where did you pass? When they say, oh, Charlie, it's difficult to make it. You say, oh, I'm making it. I'm making it. I'm making it. I'm making it. At the hammer, at the hammer. The God of Shammah, they make at the hammer. Hey! <laughs> and then they are all wondering, hey, what's happening? They will even do things to shut you up. Charlie Bros, make could be let's be honest. What are you talking about? No people that we did this area. Let's face reality. This thing that you're saying, I mean, we are all we are all broke. I'm not broke. 
I'm not broke. I always say, I don't have money on me now. I don't have money on me now. Because my bank account is not a reflection of my riches. I mean, who in his right senses keeps all his money in, in one bank? What if that bank goes, <laughs> goes out? What are you going to do? So an account does not reflect what you really are. You see? So you don't live your life from your account. My account is zero. My life is done. I don't even know what I'm going to eat today. Food is coming. Food is coming. Money is coming. Food is coming. Money is coming. Yeah. You can pray and nullify all your prayers with your words. After making a God, bring money, you bring money. You see that's what even your prayer complaining. You see, oh, it's what's happening. God, I don't like these things. So you say we should trust you. You see, we are trusting and all these things. All, all these are not, they are not my near. So you have to be careful. Oh, this is your last chance, oh God. Hey. Look at the economy of the country. God did not say he shall supply all your needs. Paul didn't say, my God shall supply all your needs according to the economy in which you live. He said, according to his riches. His riches. See, I'm changing. Say it again, I'm changing. Before long, you see that that particular worm, worm-like looking thing, it will split. Colored wings will start coming out. And then you see him flying. You see it fly. And that thing, it will leave the case. You know they leave the case there, right? The casing will be there. And the actual butterfly will be flying all around. Not limited by any border. It can move from eastern region to northern region. And move from northern region. It can bugger and you have not buggered. That butterfly did not respect will bugger. It will leave the country at will. Nothing can stop it. And you who was complaining and booting it and all that, we are still in the country. See, I'm flying. Hallelujah. You will never go down. Listen, you can't hear these words and go down. It's not possible. I forbid you to go down. I'm going up. Higher and higher. Higher and higher. Better and better. Greater and greater. Smarter and smarter. Wiser and wiser. More glory on every side of my life. See, I'm smart. I'm smart. Hallelujah. So we can be perfect. And we can be perfect. That's what God has designed for us. That is actually the object of Christian development. Christian maturity or growth in the spirit or growing up spiritually has to do with getting onto the perfect man. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11 once again. He gives some apostles and prophets, blah, 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 blah. Till we come to the angel of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto what? Unto a perfect man. The word perfect is teleos. That's a Greek word, teleos or teleosis. And it means to come to full completion. To come to a place where you do not lack anything. Where you are complete. Just like Jesus. Did Jesus ever exist here on earth? Was he flawless in his character? He was flawless in his character. He was resort oriented. He said, no man. Okay? He says, greater love has no man than this. Than that a man should lay down his life. That he should take it. Yeah. He was perfect. So he says that. So he starts explaining what it means to come to a perfect man. Then he says, Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The word stature is helikia. 
That's a Greek word, helikia. It means to be full grown. That's what it means. You can check it for yourself. It means age, to come of age. God is expecting us to come of age as high as Christ was. You see all the things you read about Christ? And you wonder, how can a man love all these people? How can a man have so much power and help so many people at the same time? How can a man multiply bread? How can a man give his life for people he has not met? And people who are wicked to him. Remember the Chinese Jesus I mentioned on Sunday? Jesus did not come down the cross like this Chinese Jesus. He stood on the cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, you think only Jesus was the one who said that. Stephen, when Stephen was being stoned, same words. Forgive them, Lord. Don't put it to the account. Stephen had grown and matured to the place where he could say as Jesus said. A man could say like Jesus said. Jesus said, when someone slaps you on your right, turn the left for the person. Wow. Can you do that? In your current stage, you realize that, hey, <laughs> you can't talk. You're like, I can't come and kill myself for these people. <laughs> wow. But that's what God is expecting. That's what God thinks you can be. God trusts and believes in you so much that he died for you because he knows that what he's expecting is what is going to come to pass. God has faith in you. God has faith in you. Galatians 2.20 As for me, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. This my old man, my old I was crucified with Christ. However, I'm still living. But it is not I who is living. But Christ in me. says Christ liveth in me. So Christ is the one living in me. My movement is Christ in me. My speech is Christ talking. It's a level we must come to. You must come to the place where your movement, you know that Christ is in me. I cannot do this. Kenyon was sitting, A.W. Kenyon was sitting on a train. And there were some people who were playing some cards. You know, they were gambling with cards and all. And they needed to be four for the thing to be complete so they can play. So they invited him to join them. Then he said, oh, my brother, I'm sorry, I, I can't join you because I didn't come with my hands. I'm like, ah, what are you talking about? Your hands are with you. My brother, come. He said, no, ah. I didn't even come with my legs. I'm wondering what's wrong with this guy. And they were wondering, what, what, what are you talking about? And they had the opportunity to teach them the word of God. Because his hands, he had gotten to the place where he knew and thought that his hands were not his hands. His hands were Christ's hands. How can I take Christ's hands and go and gamble with, it, with Christ's hands? Because Christ, the life that I'm now living, is not me. It's Christ who is living. It's Jesus who is living. And that knowledge is what helps you get people healed and get people well and change lives. Because the healer is the one living in me. So no matter the sickness that is presented before me, the healer in me will rise up in me and heal the person. Then he says, and the life which I now live, this is the, this is the killer part, the life that I am living now, what life is that? Christ is living in me, isn't it? That life that I'm not living, Christ is in me. He says, I live it by the faith of the one who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son. It means that Jesus had faith when he was dying for you. He had faith that in his absence, he can live in you and still be on earth in you. Sure. 
don't you remember in Isaiah chapter 53, it says that he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days. The days of Christ can be prolonged on earth because of you. Why? Because Christ is in you. And if you allow Christ in you to live, what Jesus was doing on earth will not stop. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. See, I do good. I do good. And he, he was what? Healing all that oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. That's my life. Say, that's my life. Nobody ever lived like Jesus. Nobody ever lived like Jesus. And he's in you. The more you think about his presence in you, the more you live like he lived. I mean, what is nicer than that? Unless you think Kwame Nkrumah is more important than Jesus. For some, Kwame Nkrumah is more important than Jesus. Because Kwame Nkrumah built roads. And built Akosombo Dam. To me, I want to build roads and build Akosombo Dam. They are weightier matters than road and Akosombo Dam. But we can grow into perfection. You get it? Say so that we come on to what? A perfect man. Onto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Meaning that someone can walk around with the fullness of Christ. Your battery. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. Colossians 1 28. It's stated all over. Okay. Let's read Colossians chapter 1. Let's read from verse uh, 26. So that it makes more sense. Into 28. Okay. Even the mystery. That's Paul talking. He says there's a mystery which was hidden. There's a mystery. There's a knowledge. There's a mystery that has been hidden from ages and from generations. But now that mystery is made manifest to who? Are you a saint? Yeah. It's made manifest to his children now. What is that knowledge? Next verse. To the saints, God will make known. God likes and would and wills to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. That mystery has riches, okay? It has glory, and there's the riches of that glory. Do you understand? Go to Ephesians chapter 3, okay? Let's read from verse 1. Now we'll come back to this. I just want to piece it up for you a little bit more. Like how important it is to understand the knowledge of the Son of God, which is Christ in you, and who you are in Christ. And what you have become. There's so much riches in it. <laughs> All the riches you are looking for is in your consciousness of Christ in you. Everything you can enjoy in life, good marriage is inside. Children are inside. Everything is inside. Everything you need is inside. That's why it says, according as his power has given unto us, his power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. But it is through the knowledge of the Son of God. It's through this particular knowledge. Look at this. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me for you, next verse, how that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery, is he's bringing this same mystery, as I wrote afore in few words. He says, he revealed this mystery to me, okay, and I wrote it. In few words. So that when you read, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge 
my soonness, my understanding, my putting together in the mystery of Christ. I mean, what I have thought about concerning Christ in me. Do you get it? Next verse. Which in other ages, Christ in you in other ages, was not made known unto the sons of men. In the past, there was nothing like God can live in you. There was nothing like Christ can live in you or Christ is in you. Christ means the anointed one is anointing. That's what it means. There was nothing like that, that Christ can be in you. It was a mystery hidden in time past. But now, that mystery is being made open for his children to think about and to come to their own mental putting together. He says, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The Spirit of God opened it to the holy apostles and prophets, all those who came. And he says, he made this open to them so that they can make it open to the saints of God. Next verse. Kola, Kila, Kala. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. Fellow what? Fellow heirs. Joint heirs. Don't you understand? Do you remember? The heir, as long as he be a child, different not from a servant, even though he's the Lord of all. You are now a fellow heir, a joint heir, and partake of the same body and partake of of his promises in Christ by the gospel. Next verse. Then he says, Whereof I was made a minister, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. To me, unto me who am less than the least of all things, is this grace given? For what purpose? That I should preach among the Gentiles. I should preach among the Gentiles. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Let's read the Amplified of this. It's so nice. It's so nice. It says, I should preach the unsearchable, their unsearchable riches. To me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, privilege was granted and graciously entrusted. To proclaim to the Gentiles, as to you and I, the unending, boundless, fathomless, incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ. Then he says, wealth, which no human being could have searched out. This is what is hidden in Christ in you. So you can't afford to not think on Christ in you. And not know what Christ is in you. All the millions of dollars you will ever control in your life, you will control millions of dollars. You may look like a pupae now, or even a lava now, but I'm telling you your future. You see how the, the lava and the butterfly does not have any correspondence. If you look at yourself and we say millions of dollars or billions of dollars, you're like, who are they talking about? Now, me that they talk about. No baby, that's why your Jesus name is so small. In Jesus name, I don't blame you. It's why you. It's because you are a lover. Don't worry, I'm telling you your future. He says, I've been anointed by God to preach the insatiable, eh? unending, boundless, fathomless. It cannot be fathomed. Incalculable and exhaustless riches of Christ, wealth, which no human being could have searched out. That's your portion. Go back to Colossians. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. It says the more you know this, the more you increase in this knowledge, you become perfect. And it is the end. That is actually what God is expecting. I mean, nobody, nobody wants his children to grow up to age 15 and that's it. You are done. No. I want my son to grow and marry. I've started having visions of his marriage. Can you imagine? Yeah. One day I had a vision and he was marrying something, some, some beautiful lady. I don't know whether it was him or another one of my children. I don't know. Yeah. 
But he was marrying someone very beautiful. Yeah. And I saw his children even. Can you imagine? God is wonderful. I saw his children. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. No normal father would want his children to grow up to 12 and not grow again. Every father wants his children to grow to the fullest so they can be independent and work for themselves and have for themselves and become buoyant for themselves. That's what every father wants. That's what God wants for you. God wants you to mature to sonship. He says, to whom God will make two the sins, God will make known what is the riches. He says, what I told you, that riches. He says, what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? Which is, what is it? Christ in you. This is the riches. Christ in you. Your riches is Christ in you. <laughs> Christ in you, the hope of glory. I will teach you next time. It's like you are not catching it. Next verse, verse 28. Whom we preach, we preach Christ in you. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. So that we may present every man what? Perfect. We may present every man what? Perfect. perfect in Christ Jesus. The word perfect is teleosis. Same word. So actually on the day of presentation, when you are coming to God, He wants you to come as a perfect man. Come, okay, as one who has grown to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. That's what God wants. So never have it in your mind that we cannot be perfect. It's not true. Remember, he says he gave them for the perfection of the saints. We are being perfected and we are going. See, I'm going. going. Say it again, I'm going. I'm growing and growing. I'm growing and going. Hallelujah. Colossians 4.12. There's another one in Colossians 4.12. Same, same knowledge. Same explanation. Look at this. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you. It says, Epaphras is always laboring fervently for you in prayers. That you what? You may stand perfect. The word perfect is telling us it's perfect and complete. In all the will of God. He wants you to stand perfect. Perfect. You see, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. Same knowledge, same revelation. Same revelation. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Teleosis. Meaning that in past time, there were those who had become perfect. There were those who had so meditated and had contemplated and become perfect. They were matured. Have you it? It says, go back. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. Then you go on and on and on and on. It's beautiful. Now I just want you to notice that it says, we speak wisdom among them which are what? Perfect. So it means you can be perfect. In our time, in our day. When God looks down, he sees those who are perfect. Those who have come to sonship. Like when I say sonship, it's daughter's house, it's daughtership. It's also part, right? Daughtership. Don't, don't think you are not inside. It's only boys who are supposed to grow. No. Look at Philippians 3.15. Philippians chapter 3, verse 15. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect. Can you imagine? There were so many of them. He says, as many as be perfect. As many as are matured and have come to manhood. Be thus minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. They were so grown that God could reveal things unto them as he was revealing things unto him, Paul. It wasn't only Paul. The others were growing and had grown to perfection. So never say, oh, we, we, we will never grow. 
I know that's what sin. Because what characterizes a child is sin. You see, what characterizes a child is sin. First John chapter 2, verse 1. Let's look at it. All the three classes are mentioned in First John chapter 2. You can read all the, the whole thing and you see the characteristics of a child, okay, the characteristics of a young man, the characteristics of a man, full-grown man, a pater, one who has come to uh, who has come to sonship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at this. My little children. My what? My little children. The word little children is technion. It's one who is born of God. Born of God. So it's the same word in Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Okay? Look at Romans 8, 16. The spirit is it's a bad witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The word children of God is technion. That's the Greek word, technion. It means one who is actually born of God. Offspring of God. But until that offspring of God grows, he will never grow out of fooling. So sin is what makes you stumble and fall. Sin is like stumbling. If a child is walking, what does he do? You fall so many times. Do you say that this child will never grow up? You go to someone's house, the child is crawling. You go there like, ah! Is it an animal? Is that what you say? What would they do to you? You'd be surprised. But the fact that someone is crawling doesn't mean that he's a dog. Not a human being. Doesn't mean that he's a sheep or a cow. He's a human being. But the stage on which he is demands that he cross. That's the only means of moving around. So there's a stage where God knows that you can't help yourself. You just came in. That is why Jesus does not say, put the weed down before you come. He will tell you, come with your weed. So as you are smoking, he says, say this after me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. You are sleeping with someone. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What a shock. It's a stage, but it doesn't mean you should stay there forever. So some people have been there for 10 years, for 5 years. You're always saying this. <laughs> you have been smoking weed for 5 years, for 2 years. After becoming born again, you never grew up. You never grew out of it. You never grew out of it. You have been lying. You never grew out of it. Look, it says, my little children. Look at it. First John chapter 2, verse 1. My little, born of God. Technion, born of God. Make no mistakes about it. He's crawling. Oh, he's just sitting. He's just sitting. He's drooling. If that child stays there doing for two years, what will you do? You get angry as a parent. When you come, you stop. Come on, walk. Isn't it? So all Christians who have stayed on a certain level for years, 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 foolishness is bound in your heart. No matter what happens, you'll be smitten. My little children, these things write I unto you. Daddy what? Daddy what? That you sin not. Always the children is just sin. 
Sin and idolatry. Idola- Do you know idolatry? Setting God aside and going for other things. So little children, go to the last verse of First John 5. Last verse, right? Little children, keep yourselves from idols. First John 5, 1 John 5, 21. This is okay. This is how the Apostle John ends his first letter. Little children. The word little children is who? Technion. Little children. Keep yourselves from idols. Two things characterizes them. The other things, but there are two major things I want to talk about. The first one is sin. The second one is idolatry. Do you understand idolatry? What is idolatry? Having false gods. You see? Setting God aside and hailing other things as God. So a little child may not be able to do without his phone. Your phone cannot go off. Your first point of call is your phone. Early in the morning, when you wake up, pa! Who has sent me a message? That's your morning devotion. That's your afternoon devotion. That's your evening devotion. That's what? That's your lecture notes. It's everything. Your, your lecture notes could be your idol. So God is not as important. When the exam is coming, you see, let's put God aside and let's study. Life is not all about God. So some of our parents have never grown. Some of our parents who gave that to us have never grown in the Lord. They can set, they can tell you, listen, as you are going to school, don't go to church. Don't go to church. What are you going to do in church? Hallelujah. Little children, keep yourself from what? From idols. Idols. Rachel and Leah had idols, even though they were following Jacob. They had plenty of idols. You know, when, when Jacob's sons went to kill all the men of Shechem, the first thing he did was to collect all the idols, because the children had idols. Everybody in his camp had idols. He collected all of them and planted them in one place, and then they moved on. They had to move away from the idols so that they can be protected by God. A lot of children don't care about God. They don't really... Their decisions are different. They can make a move. Okay? To a place. A major move to a place where there's no church. Like the church they are in. I'm not saying moving from love economy to another love economy. No, not necessarily. If you're moving from love economy, let's say you've been promoted in a job to go to a certain place. You should find out if there's a church that has the knowledge that your church has before you move. By a little child will never check. The money... That is going to get. It's all he's looking at. Do you get it? Uh-huh. It's your child. Your child. The only thing in terms of money, the only thing in terms of enjoyment, luxury, comfort, playing. Children are into playing. They are into toys. Having fun. So we can have a child of God who is into party. Partying. Today she's here. Tomorrow she's there. This one, a grown one. You are just you. You've never become serious-minded. You see, and it's not growth that takes you out of it. You can grow, naturally speaking. Naturally, as you grow up, naturally you become you get natural wisdom. So you may not go to world parties. Do you understand? Uh-huh. But it doesn't mean that you've grown into Christ. No, you know what I mean. Hallelujah. Go back to First John, chapter two, verse one. I think you should read the whole of 1 John chapter 2 because this is actually how I'm supposed to start today. My little children, these things write unto you that what? You sin not. Then it says, however, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So you are falling, yes. 
But Jesus is there. You see, he's our advocate. Then he says, and he's a propitiation for us. Next verse, for, and he's a propitiation for our sins. He's the mercy seat for our sins. Then he says, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Meaning that a little child is not so far away from the world. You see? Uh-huh. But you must grow. How do you grow? Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The more of the word you eat, you realize that your thinking changes. There are people who are born again, but they cannot stop listening to Shatawali. Shata can show up this evening. And you'll be surprised that everybody will go. No church. Everybody in the church will go. It doesn't bring anything. But you see yourself there. Then you are sweating. You are what? But you are timber in church. No matter how much the praises lady sings the praises. Creator of the universe. What can't you? You'll just be there. Then you pick your nose. The way you look in church and the way you look outside is so different. When you go out, Charlie, what's up? What are you having? When you come to church, you are quiet. Hello. How are you? You can fight over fun. Like they are not putting you under the fan. I want to sit here. Hey. You're a child. You're a child. Party. Fornication. Stealing. Are you regular fornication? You can't, you can't help yourself. You can't, and depending on what you had before you became... There are people who didn't have that. Because they've not taught their flesh to do that. So their flesh will never give them that kind of problem. But there are people who were taught that before. They taught their flesh before they became born again. So they have that problem. Do you get it? Uh-huh. There are those who didn't teach their flesh to do that. So theirs is of the heart. They are proud. You get it? Self-righteous. They are the ones who condemn everybody. That's also as equally as wrong as the other person. Settled mad mixture. And mixed mad mixture at the scene. For some, you look at them, all are mad. You, you see, if you, have, <laughs> if you have mad water, and then you shake it, and then you put it down for some time, everything is brown, isn't it? But after some time, you see that there, it settles. There, there's a clear one on top. You can decant it, isn't it? Uh-huh. That one and the shaking one, is it? it's not the same bottle. The same bottle. So there are those whose owner seen. You see them. Today they are here, tomorrow they are there. They are running around. They are into boozing and all kinds of things. And there are those who are controlled. No boozing, nothing. Yet, wicked people, they think they are better. They are like that Pharisee who sat, who stood in front of God and said that. I am not like this man. I give my tithe every time. I do this every time. I'm not like this sinner. All the Pharisees were in that category, but they were all sinners. As equally as sinners as the prostitute that Jesus was relating with. Same. Some have name tags. Others do not have name tags. Others, some have name tags of fornication, thief, adulterer. What else? Scammer. What, liar. What are the things that people do? Shisha, shisha smoker. Hey. So that's their life for children. That's what characterizes them. Say, I refuse to be a child. Says, as long as you're a child, you differ not from a servant. You differ not from a servant. That's why I preached that message last month. You know? Of how, I don't know whether it was last month or last two months, how the devil can take advantage of Christians at will. You remember? They oppose themselves. 
They reject the knowledge of God. Say, I refuse to be a child. Say it again, I refuse to be a child. Anything can just happen to them. Anything. They are the ones who die in a car crash. They can just be going, Pah! then they are all dead. Christians, everybody's dead. Not because God is calling them to come. No, no, no. But because they are in the devil's, they have been trapped by the devil. The devil can take advantage of them at any time. At will. It's like they are doing well. Then something will just come and then take everything away from them. You see. You can't afford to not grow. You read on, he talks about love. First John, I think you should read it for yourself. Then the young men are those who have gotten a hold of the word. They've gotten a hold of faith. They've gotten to understand that they have dominion over the devil. They can put the devil where he belongs. That's in verse 12. First John chapter 2 verse 12. I write unto you little children because your sins are what? Every time he mentions little children, sin. Every time. If you like, check. Sin. 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 I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you. For his name's sake. So it is to assure the little children that don't allow the state we are in now make you think that you are not born again. You are born again. You are just in a state. You are growing out of it. That's why he writes to them like that. So that they can grow. The fact that you are a child of God and you did something wrong does not mean that God is angry with you. You are, go, you are dead. No. It says, if any man sin and he confesses his sin, he's faithful and just to forgive him and to cleanse him from what? All unrighteousness. We've been forgiven for Christ has forgiven us. Little children need that kind of knowledge. To help them grow. Sometimes you have a church where little children keep coming in. You get it? For instance, I have that in a number of occasions. So you have a church that you're pastoring, which is very dynamic. You train people, you send them out. Very dynamic. So you have some adults, people who are expected to be growing to young men by now, dropping off some things and then becoming more serious with God and his work. And then you have younger people coming in. And so you are prompted to teach some things that you are forgiven you are you are this you get it then those who are expected to be matured will mix themselves up with their children that though we can do whatever we want to do and we are forgiven there's a knowledge higher for you you know what's going on you cannot just do anything do you understand what i'm saying it's like seeing your little brother crawling you are 12 years old and your little brother is crawling so you also join you realize that your little brother because he's crawling he gets to be fed he gets to be given he gets to be carried he gets to be what to be bathed they have taken the poopoo away and all of that then you say ah he doesn't have any chores to do nothing you notice that you are washing bowls they are sending you to go and buy things you are going and coming you have to fetch water for him to bath and all of that then you're like, hey, I refuse to grow. From now on, I'm also a child. Then you go down on your knees and you also start calling and doing, yeah, mommy, yeah. What do you think will happen to you? That is madness. They will do, they will. Because I says factory resetting by slap. They will stop you, and you'll be reset back to your factory settings. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, I'm growing. I'm growing. Say it again. I'm growing. I'm growing. Through the knowledge of God. Knowledge of God. I'm growing in love. Growing in love. I'm maturing in love. I'm maturing in love. I'm growing to perfection. To the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Rise up on your feet and just thank God for what I shared with you. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. 
God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and bounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.